Good afternoon, dear listeners across the internet, abroad at Spotify.com and Anchor FM, anywhere on the World Wide Web. We welcome you. I'm Bruce Nixon. Greg Rath here. We are on Countermeasures. Countermeasures. A weekly program dedicated to not just local activism, but uh, things that are going on around our country, trying to help make things better. So, Greg, tonight we have a wonderful program, as always. Yes, indeed. But we've been talking all week long about this resurgence of a virus, whether it be man-made or not. It doesn't really matter. Is it the flu? It might be the flu. It might be... Remember the bird flu was a big thing? Did you have any kids 10 years ago that come down with swine flu? You remember that was the end of the world? Actually, I had swine flu at the beginning of the year. Uh, Last year. End of last year. Or actually... Yeah. Yeah, end of last year. Yeah. And you were down. Oh, God. And then... Worse than anybody that had COVID other than maybe dying, but... (laughs) Right. But (laughs) when when then, I recall when COVID emerged, you thought maybe I had COVID. But no antibodies after the test. But here's the thing. Now they've admitted from the Centers for Disease Control or Propaganda Central, now lawmakers, that they don't know the difference between the flu and the COVID. They can't tell the difference. They admitted that last week. And that's pretty revealing. Well, you know, I didn't read that, and I, I then how do they how do they say that somebody has COVID? I mean, is that when you're testing? If you get the uh, nose uh, the uh, nose proctology exam, do you? Uh, well, what they're looking for is the antibodies, right? Which is amazing. So you may or may not have had COVID nineteen, but you may or may not have antibodies. So how does so I guess my question would be is how do they n- not know the difference between the flu and COVID, though? You're going to have to ask the Centers for Disease Control. You can look on their website. Their I, wonder Fau- I wonder if Fauci would give us a call. You know, um, is it Doug Fauci? Is that his name? Uh, Bill uh, Fauci? I have no idea. Or F.U. Fauci? Slouchy. Slouchy. <laughs> well, regardless, we, we collectively, you and I, you on the job at Phoenix PD, me at Lightbow Coffee. We lived through the worst global pandemic since the bubonic plague of the Middle Ages. That's what they told us. Right. Right. And uh, we didn't change much at my coffee shop, but the country and a lot of people suffered and continue to suffer with mandates and lockdowns. And one of the things I think we're going to get into tonight is the eviction mandate meaning the Centers for Disease Control as a non-binding, non-functioning body of law enforcement or the judiciary ordered a mandate under the Biden administration that no one could be evicted from a rental property within the confines of the continental United States. Now, we'll get to that later. Right. In the meantime, I mean, it is a, it's a product of this program that I think needs to be addressed. In the meantime, we have... Different jurisdictions within the United States that are bringing back masks. Have you noticed anything within the confines of Phoenix with regard to masks? Yeah, we're back to we're back to wearing masks. Phoenix uh, PD. Yeah, we are, and uh, you know, there's some social distancing issues. Uh, if you're riding in a car, two man, you're going to be wearing masks. If you're riding by yourself, you don't need one. If you're in a cubicle with walls that separate you and your and your or, and another detective, no mask needed. Uh, what about have, public contact officers with public contact supposed to be wearing a mask? Okay. So 
that's a mandate within, you know, the confines of your employer. What about the vaccine? Have there been discussion, Phoenix PD, about the vaccine? The discussion, the discussion right now, and all things are subject to change. And this information I got from our union, uh, PPSLA, was essentially, um, if you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated. Everything's cool. You still got to do the masks and all that kind of stuff. All the social distancing still applies. If you choose not to have the vaccine, you have to get tested for COVID once a week. And the interesting one, and this is where, you know, I kind of take issue with it. If you're vaccinated and you end up with COVID, the city will pay you to stay home in quarantine. If you choose not to take the vaccine and you get COVID, you go home on your own sick leave. And if you don't have sick leave, you just don't get paid. Correct. I mean, everybody's got it. So you're going to get paid. I just find it interesting that, you know, this is and I think I think there the vast majority of the people that are in charge believe truly believe that this is a horrible thing. COVID's a horrible thing. There's a lot of people that died. What a million people in the United States died from COVID or something along those Four lines? Four million people or something. Four million, like, whatever yeah. it is. And I get it. And and I see I see the city's point. Um, I don't think it's necessarily fair that um, for myself, I'm not going to be vaccinated. I'll, I'll do the test. I mean, that's, you know, that's... How does that mechanically work for you? Do you have to go to a city-sponsored hospital yeah, for that? Yeah, you'll, you'll go and it's on the free. City's it's on the city's dime. Everything's fine. And you'll get the test. And if, you know... And if and if you get COVID, you go home and you're. I don't know whether it's going to be ten days, five days. I think it's ten days past symptom. Something. So along if you those. have symptoms, but if I don't, it, what happens if you don't have symptoms though? Well, that's the thing. Right. No. So I think I think um, I, I think the city's trying to do that. I um, try to trying to do the right thing, and I, and I'm not trying to badmouth the city at all. I mean, they're trying to look out for everybody, and they're painting a, with a broad brush. As as we do when we make rules, well, they probably have to because they're going to sure. get sued by somebody who dies Absolutely. in the family. Right? Absolutely, but let Absolutely. me ask you this: workforce strength. Mm-hmm. One of the things you do as a lieutenant, you look at workforce strength every day. Right, right. Who's in what cruiser? Who's doing what? Sure. I can recall we've had conversations about maybe a sergeant took multiple units out for training when they probably should have only done one. I mean, I'm just saying over the course of the last year or so, I remember listening. Workforce strength is important for the. Students. Oh yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, and we have we have issues with with hiring right now. There's issues and that sort of thing. And I don't mean it that way. I just mean when you wake up in the morning, you look at your computer, you check in with your sergeants. You have a workforce strength. You know who's what and where. Correct. Now we've got to do testing. How does that impact workforce I don't, strength? You know, I don't know. Is it going to be quick? Is it going to be slow? Um, you know, I, uh, I I don't know. Now I will tell you. Interestingly enough, I I. I looked at a list of departments within the city and how many people in each of these departments contracted um, contracted the uh, COVID. And I don't remember what number one was. I don't know if that was a fire. I think it was a fire department, I think. But we were number two with uh, about 830 people that ended up with COVID. And that's, uh, what's that, a third of the people on the police department ended up with it. So, I mean, it's legit. I mean, it's legit that it's out there. You know, I'm not denying anything like that. 
I don't know. And we did have, a. I think we had probably three or four or five people, I think, on the police department. And these are, and it, and I think, I don't know whether it was officers or, I don't think it was officers, but I think it was, I don't remember. We had a couple succumb to the disease, which was, you know, which was horrible. Um, and I, I, I understand. But across the spectrum of 800, you might have lost how many lives? Three? Three. So I guess my point in the whole discussion, the setup for tonight's conversation is, yes, COVID is a valid flu. Or what whatever, my prop right? my problem is is the marching orders given by political hacks back east. That's the problem I have, because ever since this thing started, I really didn't know what the hell to believe. Is it was it in the lab? Was it not in the lab? Was it man made? Was it not man made? And it, you know, and I finally got bored with it because you didn't know who to believe. You know, I mean, some people blame Trump. Some people blame Fauci. Some people blamed, you know, all ki- there was all kinds of blame to be around. And, and there was finger pointing everywhere. I don't really know what's true and what's not true. I don't believe what the CDC says because it's, it's you know, it's run by Fauci. It's contradicted and, yeah. itself many times. Right. But so, here's the bottom line. If, if this were Ebola, where it had an 80% kill rate. Right. I could see go along with lockdowns and things to save have, the country. I, I, I think that's a pretty obvious thing. But my point is, we have COVID with standard COVID came out last year with a three tenths of one percent kill rate. Right, and and three tenths is still a lot of is still a lot of people, and I get that. I but get is it, it national lockdown pandemic? Well, I mean, strength? how many people die to the flu? How many people die of heart disease? When's, what's next? And and I think this segues into. This article that came up. And that's what we're leaning into. You know, New York City becomes the first city to require proof. At least one dose of the coronavirus must be taken so you can participate in a variety of activities, indoor dining, gyms, performances. And Emma Fitzsimmons, who wrote this article, um, basically, I think this is the Times. um, She said it right to put pressure on people to get vaccinated. I have a major issue with the government telling me. Now, I understand private sector private sector can make their own choices. If they don't want somebody in and they want to require proof, as much as I don't like that, as much as I don't like that, that's a private business. What I have a problem with is is the government creating this whirlwind, scaring the bejesus out of everybody. I mean, how many lockdowns can we can the country go through before it completely destroys us? That's the problem that I, I think see. think you're right on the money there. I, I think the point is I own a business. I think it would be suicidal to tell the vast majority of people that would like to come into my roastery and cafe that you can't come in. Well, we all know that anybody, you know, my wife's in the restaurant business and she is a business consultant, travels all over the country and deals with independent restaurants just like yours the the problem with restaurant industry is it's a dot it's a nickel and dime business you have to do everything you can to manage the nickels and dimes or you go under right you know so why would we put that in there why you know and how much money i mean yeah we we printed money and we helped with uh um we helped you with uh, a lot of businesses did do that right and i get it but how many times can you do that before it completely destroys us well, I just think the premise is false. Let's firstly, 
that this disease warrants this type of reaction. I think we can look at that and prudentially state it's a lie. And whatever the tax, I don't even care why they did it, but there's no, there's no surviving a next round of locking down the United States. Oh, good States. God, no. There well, is none. I mean, you know, I was talking to my mom, she's 73 years old. You know, she's in, for a 73-year-old, she's in great health. But, you know, you, you get little heart issues or you get little, you know, you get a little minor diabetes or something like that. And those are all issues that could exacerbate a COVID. I get it. So she listened, locked herself up, did what they said. and Voluntarily. Voluntarily, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. That was her choice. But she lost a year, a good year of her life. And, you know, we had kind of, we bantered back and forth on this. And I said, at least go do something. I mean, you're sitting, not to mention, all you do is sit and watch this news that gets puked and vomited out and changed. And so hyped, how that, so we've scared out. the bejesus out of everybody. We're getting all the old people and the fat people and the people that, you know, are, 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 are much more susceptible to this. We get them scared to death. And... So they locked themselves away, and I, and I guess you know if I had a major heart condition, maybe I would consider it. Um, I would wear a mask, at the very least, and maybe I'd social distance more. But that's on you, right? right? And, I mean, and, you and, have. And then the problem I have is okay. So let's say I choose to vaccinate. Why the hell do I have to wear a mask? Well, let's. Well, I get, guess they, let, they're saying that you can still transmit it. Hold on, let's just get right into that right now. We know somebody very well, who, and we won't name names, on a rock and roll tour across right. the United States. Right. This band, a very well known old rock and roll band, mandated our personal friend. This is first hand information. Right. Mandated they all get vaccinated and they all wear masks. Now they've been fifteen. There's fifteen members between the singer, keyboardist, guitarist. And the crew, 15 members, all right? They were on the road for five weeks' time, all vaccinated, all wearing masks, and seven of them today have COVID. Well, that would give me the, that would be the argument. We need to get everybody vaccinated, John. But they are vaccinated. That's my point. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So I guess we've got ourselves in a quandary where vaccinated people are now getting COVID or some variant of COVID. And there's stuff I've read on the internet on in different places where there were high vaccination rates and they were still having high COVID Delta variant or whatever variant. Right. But the issue becomes this, you had the swine flu or some SARS flu last year. I've had it in my lifetime. I had whenever 10 years ago when swine flu or bird flu, it was the bird flu. Right. It was going to kill everybody. Right. I had two kids to come down with it. Right. Diagnosed by the doctor. It was very scary. Right. Big high fevers. Sure. For several days, the kids survived. And it was like, hey, thank God. Right. But I would have never dreamed or imagined that I was going to, you know, lock the house down or never go out again or put the kids in masks well, to go to school. And, and, and you got to live. I mean, that's really what it down. I mean, you can't hide in a bubble for you know because i mean i mean you could use any example you want Seven hundred fifty thousand, six hundred fifty thousand people seven hundred fifty thousand people a year die of heart disease so are we going to mandate that you don't eat mcdonald's are you going to mandate that you're not allowed to eat or or, or also in new york they tried that also absolutely no remember the sodas right. yeah and all that kind of garbage um my other question is is how do we prove you know used to be you're innocent until proven guilty. Now you got to prove your innocence. Now, 
Um, it's you're going to have to very interesting. And point. my question is, is I haven't seen a vaccination card. Does it have your name on it? Does it just say it's a vaccine? piece of paper? It's a yeah. cardboard paper. Okay. So easily forged. Do I have to carry a piece of ID now? You know, when I stop you, am I going to ask you for license, registration, proof of insurance, and you, your... I think you are. I think that's what's going to happen. I, you know, I don't know if it'll go that I far. I think from we're a, right on the cusp. I think there are entities out there other than the police department that will be doing that. But see, one of the interesting things is we are... The, the police department can be the repository of all things that go wrong. I mean, big thing right now, and I won't go into the uh, the issue with the police department, but one of the big things about the police department, one of the issues is we deal with the mentally ill. There's a lot of them out there. Right, that's and true. so um, so we have to go out and deal with mentally ill. And th- the argument is, is there's, you know, are police officers equipped to deal with the mentally ill, education-wise, training-wise? Now, personally, I believe because I've done this for 28 years and I've seen my share of mentally ill people, I will put my skills up with dealing with mentally ill people against any doctor any day of the week. But that's just me. But, but what given I, standard training, probably not. Probably not. So one of the things that they're trying to do, and I applaud this, is the fact that they're going to get other experts out there, which is going to do two things. It's going to help minimize the uh, confrontation between police and the mentally mentally ill person, which I agree with. The other thing it's going to do is it's going to relieve my officers of calls so they can go do other things, you know, in, in, in different facets of police work. But I will tell you is there are many times mentally ill people become dangerous. So they're still going to have to have a police presence. They're still going to have to be that person that will deliver force if it comes to that. And there are best practices on how you apply that, you know, meaning how many officers and tools and stuff like that, that we are required to do. So I'm not sure how we're going to integrate the two. We have a CIT program that's been really successful and we've been extremely forward thinking on that. But like I said, with regards to with regards to the COVID and the vaccine and the vaccine, you know, we already, you know, we went out and we had to ticket a couple of people with regards to allowing people, you know, they stayed open. They had a couple of gyms that were open and it rested on our shoulders because we are the repository for that, for, for the wrongdoing, if you will. If you violate the law, there is some sort of law enforcement reaction to that. But that's a good point you bring up. Was it actually a law? Or was it just an executive mandate? It was an executive mandate. So you enforced those two? We did. Right. I mean, we but did. what's a citation? Uh, disturbance of the peace? I mean, there's no law. You know, I didn't even they see didn't it. That's a, good, that's a good question. I'll have to yeah. ask my buddy who was uh, the lieutenant over that crew that did that. And uh, But it begs the question, in the hypothetical, right? you're going to pull me over someday in the height of this next lockdown. If I don't have my vaccine card, what's the punishment? Well... If we get to the point, I mean, if we get to the point that we pass a law that says you will get the vaccination. I'm, yeah. All right. I mean, that's the case. Saying, I'm saying mandates, right? Where you're put upon. Well, you know, the mandate, I'll give you an example of how the mandate work reference. Um, 
like New York City. Right. So let's say you decide to go into a restaurant and the and the mandate is out there that you have to be vaccinated or you're not allowed to go into this. And the restaurant so calls you on you, it. Restaurant calls you on it. Say you can say I'm vaccinated but not have any proof or say I'm not vaccinated. I'm coming in. You're not going to be arrested for not being vaccinated. It's you're, going a to, you're going to be arrested for trespassing. Yeah, that okay. or disorderly I mean, conduct. That makes sense. Now. And so again, but again, it's still a you know roundabout way of enforcing that mandate. Right. It used to be Title 18 U.S. Code was filled with the rules and regulations uh, regarding common carriers in the United States: trains, buses, and airplanes. Right. Right. After 9/11, the Patriot Act kind of superseded that. When you had to prove who you were to fly on an airplane. Now, this is just me, the pure, you know, the, the law said under Title 18 U.S. Code, I didn't have to. And that was the whole point. When they wrote Title 18 in the U.S. Code, we didn't want to be Nazi Germany. Well, and we didn't want to have to prove who you and were. And you know what? That's the blessing of living in this country. You can be anonymous or used to be. It used to be. Used to be. Right. And the whole point was we didn't want to become Nazi Germany where you had to travel with papers. Papers, okay? please. And... We're, the, we're there on two prides. I mean, we've already gotten to the point where everybody that wants to travel in the Western Hemisphere and between the states has got to have a homeland endorsement on their driver's license. Right. With a gold star. I acquiesced because I'm not fighting the man on that one. I mean, I'm not going to not travel. Right. I don't like it, but I did it. But it doesn't take away my liberty. It helps my liberty, right? But now we get to this... But that's a slippery slope you're it talking is. No, about. No, no, no. I, because I mean, it segues. I'm not I like it. No, no, I know you're not. I'm, I'm agreeing with you because you're like, okay, well, you know, if 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 they did if they did that, let's say I live in Peoria, if yeah. they came out and said, you know what, I'm not. Peoria comes out and says we're going to do a mandate. You're not allowed to go over to Pizza Hut. Well, guess what? I'm going to go to a Pizza Hut in another suburb. And if it goes, guess what? I'm not going to go out to dinner at all. And the money that we spend. Albeit it's not gigantic, but let's say I spend three hundred dollars a month. Multiply that by, you know, however many people decide to take the same path that I do. That's going to have a devastating effect on the economy as well. And that's where we're going. This Absolutely, is, this is that's exactly where we're, what we're going. talking about. So the real ID program rolled out by Homeland Security. I understand the nature of the requirement because it's a world of dangerous places. But it is the tip of that slippery slope that's leading us to here, where we have presumably new mandates. They're in New York. They're coming to a town near you where if you don't produce your papers, you can't shop, you can't bank, you can't dine out. And frankly, I'm just going to say it. For me and my house, I'm drawing the line in the sand. I won't participate in that, whatever that means. Right. Like, I'm not going to participate. Um, my concern is... When you pass a law, you give up a right, or a right has been altered. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, so a lot of these we agree with, and that's why you have a representative government. We all we do all this research. We talk to our constituents, and we say, "Okay, let's create this law for the so greater that certain liberties are okay. abridged." Right. Right. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. But we agree to it because we come to a consensus. We change the law. We get rid of a law. But I will. Bet you nobody can tell me 
when did they get a right back? Because, you know, when you pass a law, a right gets either taken away or changed. But when's the last time somebody gave you a right back? That's the scary part of having the federal government, CDC, in charge of all this. It should be at the state level. We talked about this kind of stuff. You know, it should be At the local. very least. It should be it at should the be local. local. You know, and it should not be CDC. Now, if they want to have, and I agree about having a CDC and an FDA and big tax-funded things like that to do research. When it comes to the science right. of getting Absolutely. to the bottom of disease. Totally makes sense. Then they, if they were not partisan, but they are not, they are partisan. They are partisan. They do, you know, you know, somebody, you know, when the new, when the new president comes in or new government comes in, they replace it with all their cronies. And this happens on both sides of the aisle. I'm not making oh, fun no, one way sure. or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my concern is, is it changes with the wind. And this is a great, in, in fact, my belief is they used the pandemic and the fear of the pandemic to attack Donald Trump. My, my, my belief. I think we could witness that. We, Absolutely. It's a manifest truth. Absolutely. Yeah. You can say all you want about the insurrection and all that bullshit, which I don't believe it was, but, you can, but I will tell you, this was their platform to destroy him because he wasn't nice enough, or he wasn't accepting enough, or he wasn't daddy enough. We just didn't have the globalist agenda, right? Right. The the global pharmaceuticals, the global governments that have everything to gain. And by- the ironic irony is is that you know, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, Donald Trump was after China. And I agree with it. China has bought up land and done all kinds of goofy shit. Especially here in Arizona. Especially in Arizona. the water. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, and all of a sudden, you know, on the eve of his re-election, or n- not so much now, but on the eve of his re-election, all of a sudden we end up having this freaking pandemic that started in the Wuhan lab. Which is now confirmed. It's in Congress. Yep. They're, the whole thing is out and about... And let's just take a short pause here to remind folks they're tuned to Countermeasures here on Spotify and Anchor FM. We're brought to you tonight by our friends at OLT Fabrication, located at 2301 West Broadway here in Phoenix. For any of your erectile needs, erection of steel, (laughs) no matter what project it might be, (laughs) large or small. That's a big beam. Well, that's what she said. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, OOT Fabrication, 602-276-4841. Who else loves this program? <laughs> and that just lost us a, a original listener, right? No, I, no I think we got three more that way. If it's three, I'll take... If it's free, I'll take three. Lifeboat Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> On the web at lifeboatcoffee.com at 7th Street and Dunlap. Come visit us over there. Um, we commiserate there daily. Misery. Miserate, commiserate. All right, so let's get right to the heart of the issue that we really want to discuss, and that is New York's mandates, mandates in general, and who is making law in the United States? We just had this fascinating. This I have to ask you about this. This super fascinating um, moratorium on evictions, right? That has been floating around. Now, my family, we own some uh, rental property. No one in our uh, tenancy tried to not pay. Everybody was fine, right? Right. But 
somebody issued that mandate. And then suddenly, and without warning, two days ago, it's on the news everywhere that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, announces a new moratorium. Now, I'm sorry, you you work in law enforcement, enforcing the laws of the executive branch and the judiciary. Right. I mean, the legislative branch through the executive branch. Who is the CDC again? I thought it was a I, I thought it was a, a civilian deal. I got the I got the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention yeah. um order under section three sixty one of the Pe- Public Health Service Act. Right. Uh and federal regulations, blah blah blah. Temporary halt in residential evictions in communities with substantial or high levels of community transmission. And of click COVID. on the map. Uh, Glenn Beck did this. I'm stealing this from Glenn Beck. He said, Okay, click on the map. Right. Everything in orange is high density that's the whole country is right. encircled in orange well it says I'll, I'll read you the summary right now the u.s centers for De- disease control is issuing a new order <laughs> underline order temporarily halting evictions in counties with high heightened levels of community transmission in order to respond to recent unexpected developments in the trajectory <laughs> of the covid19 p- pandemic i'm dying i know including the rise of the delta variant. it is intended to target specific areas of the country where cases are rapidly increasing which likely would be exacerbated by mass so what they're saying ah, here's the key exacerbating they're saying if we kick them out they're going to be homeless and that's going to create more problems so this is this is they're locking them down in their residency and you can't do anything about it yeah that sounds weird to me no, it's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> it's bullshit. It, it, it's absolutely bullshit. That's but, my house that you, you ever, chose right, that you, you ever, chose to rent from me. Right, but... Uh, How the hell... What happens if I don't own the house and I'm not collecting rent? You know what? The bank takes it. They don't That's get, what happened. This guy on Fox News was saying, How if, the, the, if the federal government, through some illegal concoction, is having the CDC issue these mandates, then they better start coughing up checks for owners, which I totally disagree with the, the whole thing. Yeah. But if this, then that, right? I mean, think of where we are. Unbelievable. If they did that to my homes in well, California. here's my question. Could you imagine? What's Here's my question. You know, um, where does that stop? Okay, I need to go to the doctor. Um, I stopped paying on my car. Can you, can we, are we not going to take the cars away? I have no idea. What about your? Oh, what about if you if you don't have a job because of COVID, and you start racking up debt on your freaking credit card? Do we not have to pay my credit card debt off? Well, and who the hell's going to pay this shit? <laughs> this is Pandora's box on steroids. Right? Absolutely, it's really something that when we talk about it out loud, we're having the conversation. You're like, this can't be a real conversation. This can't really be happening. But here we are. In the midst of this. And somehow AOC is like, well, you know what? We'll just write a check. Remember when your kids used to say that? Mom, dad, write a check? Yeah. What do we go, pull this shit off a tree? Uh, No. But that's what they think. These people think that somehow the rich people, they're going to take from the rich and give to the poor in this Robin Hood mentality. You should see the stuff on Instagram. It's pathetic. The, The socialists and the whomevers are out there saying, how immoral it is that Jeff Bezos and uh, the guy from Virgin Galactic, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember his name. Richard Branson. Right. They're having a space race with wasting they, billions and billions of dollars that could feed the poor. I mean, this is something Jesus spoke about in Scripture. Hey, the poor will be with you always. Take care of them yourself. You got a problem with there being poor people? Go give them soup and a sandwich. Right. And shut up. Right. 
right? Absolutely. But stealing something from you, look, in the reality, I own a little coffee roastery in a cafe. I got cut kids at home more than you do. You make a shit ton more money than I do in the grand scheme of things, and you earn it. I'm saying, should I tell the government to take your money to subsidize my kids? No, but what I would, what I will tell you is if you came to me and said, Greg, I'm having an issue. For some reason, my roaster went down. I can't roast coffee. I need five grand for a new roaster or I'm, my kids are going to go hungry. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you that five grand. No one trusting you that you're going to pay me back. Or no strings attached. Or no strings attached or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But that's how it's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. I guess... This helps us circle the wagon right back around to the focus of this program. Fundamentals. The fundamentals of God, family, community, right? In that order, God, family, and community. If we could just stick to that, we wouldn't even have these conversations about this bullshit that's going on at the federal and state levels. I mean, here in Arizona, if you're, tuned in, if you're tuned in from around the world somewhere or outside of Arizona, Arizona, our governor finally grew a pair of balls and said there's no mandates going to happen, although school districts are starting to do that under the rug. Right. And under the rug, you know, shit, I mean. they're doing they're, it on television. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Under the law right. or the mandate or whatever, or the executive order. I, I think here we may survive the next round. And I'm only saying may, right? It's already gotten into the public sector. We talked at the top of the program some 35 minutes ago about Phoenix PD being under a mandate for masks and or vaccination sure. and or testing. Right. That's a big thing in the public sector. So I'm sure it's not just PD. I'm sure it's fire. I'm sure it's the health department that works in the county. Well, and you know, from a, from a Pete, let's let's take it from a very clean perspective. Let's say the CDC was not involved and there was no politics. Um, the city of Phoenix absolutely has a right to do certain things so they can stay operative within right reason. And I think your union would have lots to say about, hey. You're going to take strength of force out of service for this crap. I agree. Crap. You're going to but, do all but I things. will also tell you, the union is just a union. No, I know. You know, and again, it's not a you, real thing. I mean, no, I know no. what you mean. I, and, and I guess my point is, you're not going to strike over COVID. I get that. Good God, no. Well, we can't strike, and we and we wouldn't. It'd be wrong for us to strike right. because you, when you call nine one one, you expect me to show up in a uniform and take care of business, right? right? But what I will tell you is, I agree with the city of Phoenix. I can I can't imagine poor Ed Zerker having to juggle all this mush. I mean, I, I watch his podcast, I read his letters and stuff like that. This guy's well, he doesn't have any hair, poor guy. But I would imagine what hair if he had hair, he'd be pulling his hair out because one, there's so many things involved. There's politics involved. There's city council involved. There's lawyers involved. There's cops involved. And you've got a vast array of different opinions and political beliefs out there. And he has to do the right thing for all of them. So this is where that painting with the big brush comes in. And I I think you have a valid point there. But where's the prudential judgment? I think this is a knee-jerk reaction to the Centers for Disease Control. I don't think there's been any prudential judgment, no meetings, the city council. I mean, this stuff all just happens with the stroke of a pen, that's my objection. No, I and I get that. I get that. And but again, I work for the city of Phoenix. I yeah. get a paycheck for them. And if they say that this is what we're going to do, now I'm not going to get the vaccination, but you'll I, get tested. I will get tested because I work for them. I agree with that. Yeah, there's no problem with that. But I agree with rules, it. And you know. and and 
if I decide that I can't put up with it, I need to go work somewhere else. Which is your right. And, and absolutely. That's free. So and I so I get it. I understand the pressure that they're that they're under because it costs a lot of money to run a police department. And when they're when they're sick seven hundred million a year. Yeah. And so if and I, I, be, I truly believe what 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 Ed Zerker is trying to do is let's keep the you know we're 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 we're, we're we've got we're getting less officers we don't we're we're, we're uh, not at a skeleton crew per se but we're heading in that direction so I'm sure his thought is God I got to keep everybody well so we can keep it functioning because if we don't have a police force we got an issue. I'm sure I don't have that's where that came. I don't have any problem. But the with problem the, is the, premise the, the problem is is I think process. I think the I think in my opinion I think that the information is faulty. I think that it's a not as big of a deal as people make out and I'm and I'm pe- people are probably shaking their head going you're out of your mind and I understand that you have that right. Um the problem is there's a lot of people I mean let me ask you a question. Cars are well, you know, we got lots of cars out there that'll do over 100 miles an hour. And there's lots of people that die in car crashes. Where what, speed is a factor. Where speed is a factor. So I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yes, okay. govern the engines. So are we going to govern the engines? Govern the engines. Because we, this is what they're thinking already about your activity outside. Absolutely. So you And you could make example after example after example. But my, that's the critical thinking but lacking my, in this Well, judgment. and my concern when we get back to talking about our fundamentals is this a playbook template for the federal government to do more of that, to take more rights away from you in other ways, whether it be guns, whether it be driving, whether it be smoking, whether it be eating, whether it be drinking? Right. No, no, I mean, that's the Pandora's box. If all of a sudden, I mean, I guess my question is, don't take my drinks. Well, please. you got 250,000 people last year that died in malpractice issues. So, so why aren't we, medicine. why are we why are we outlawing that? Why aren't we outlawing that? Well, because they were trying to do good and and they'll justify it however they want to justify it. No, it fits a mantra is what it does. It fits a mantra. And more importantly, I think we have to get back to some very fundamental philosophy here. The ends never justify the means, and that's important, right? You could because if the ends justify the means, you can make anything up you want. Well, and I di- I disagree with that. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm reading that book by Schlesinger, Schlesinger right now. Right, the, the imperial presidency. The imperial presidency, and he talks. And the founding fathers talked about there are times where you have to go outside the rule box, or the given the president the power to go outside the rule box, you know, because. The president's supposed to go to Congress and Congress declares war. But what happens if you have an emergency? They have set aside powers for him to be able to end run the Constitution. So, yes, I agree that not always the ends justify the means, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do, depending on the situation. Yeah, but another way to express that would be there are... Different levels of what I mean by that. No, so I agree. We get into the principle of life and prudence and justice and freedom and virtue and all those things. You can't uh, equivocate that. But when right. you get into laws that are man-made or uh, mandates and executive orders, then sure, there's lots of wiggle room because 
that was already squishy to begin with. Well, right? and you know what? You know why it's squishy is because there's different people out there. Right. And that's why it's squishy. And hence the, you know, the Republic and that's how it works. And so, the, you know, so there's always going to be that battle. There's always here's what's going to happen. This is my prediction. And re- this is a, you know, Phoenix based program. And I, this is what I think is going to happen. You're going to get command. Uh, your commandants are going to come down from on high they're going to give you a memo that's going to be seven to ten pages outlining the procedure. And I don't know, you've got, what, three sergeants, four sergeants working for you? Yeah. I think they're going to rotate those sergeants out with COVID tests. They come in a box, and your sergeants are going to be COVID testers now. Because there's no way you're going to take your strength of force to clinics and hospitals. And well, take I will tell you, I will tell you right now that's not even close to being true um, because – you're going to have an issue with training and and that sort of thing. Um, right now, the way it's going to be, it's going to be a legitimate lab that you're going to go down. They're going to test you. Um, I would imagine because we are first responders, we're going to be at the at the first at at the beginning of the line. I would also imagine we have a police safety unit that are highly trained in all kinds of stuff with regards to exposures industrial sure. a lot of stuff like that like a hazmat I, thing yeah. like oh that's really what yes okay absolutely so i would imagine that will be integrated so it will fast track things i don't think you're going to take you're going to send an officer down there and he's going to be off the street for two or three hours i don't believe that i don't believe that at all i think it's going to be well you're very optimistic i well the bureaucracy i also work, is I also work for the police the best police department in the country a well-run police department that's pretty damn efficient i mean we 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 our our fourth floor whether i agree with them or disagree with them on on certain things and we always do i do agree with the efficiency i think they're pretty damn efficient and i've worked with all of them and i know they're all good people and uh i know jerry i know i know all of them and i truly believe they have the best interest of us they have the best interest of the city um I'm sure some of them kind of, you know, you know, probably are taken aback by some of the stuff that happens, but they also have a responsibility. And, and you know, I, there's laws out there that I disagree with 100%, but I still, by the oath that I take, agree to enforce those laws. And so that is that is a conundrum that, that you know, like these mandates that we talk about. Right. I don't agree with the mandate that, if we do this with regards to um, like, like New York is doing, I disagree right. with if that. We, if it happens in Phoenix, but it's going to be if, difficult. If the mandate comes out and I want to keep my job and I want to stick to my oath, I'm going to enforce that. If I don't want to enforce that, or if I balk, they will relieve me of duty and bring somebody in that will. And that is just the essence of what I do. And again, that's the essence of government that's some of the stuff that you and I bitch about a lot, yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> and so again, you know, <laughs> is it going to get to the Dr. Seuss level though? If you don't have a star in your belly and the sneeches, then, you know, you can't really go to a grocery store. You can't go to the bank. Well, I mean, are, are I, I, the private I don't, co- I don't do, know what are your because I want, I'm curious to see what happens in New York. I'm curious to see whether or not, you know, a judge comes out and cause he judge could come out and stay that, you know, he could stay that. And say, no, you can't do that. You've overreached. I mean, let me ask you this. Are we going to tell somebody that has 
not vaccinated, that doesn't want to vaccinate, that they can't go shop for basic necessities. Okay, so we don't go to, I don't need to go to a bar. I don't necessarily need to go to a gym. But I need to go to a grocery store. I need to go to a grocery store. Are you going to say that? Or now, they may mandate that somebody does the shopping for me. I mean, they've already got the, they've already got the, you're right. You know, I mean, I don't think people are going to die over it. I think it's an extreme inconvenience. I don't think it's right. Um, But again, that's the mandate. That's the person that was elected by those people. Hence, you know, this, maybe I'll move to a state that's not going to do that. Then we're back to the state's rights, right? So again, I don't know what the answer is. I disagree with it. I don't think those mandates should be. I don't think COVID is as bad as 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 these doomsday people are. Um, I think there's a hell of a lot more stuff out there that's killing people. Um, you know, uh, way more da- dangerous. You know, you got all kinds of diseases. You got all kinds of flus and flus and viruses and all kinds of shit that can be controlled by your behavior. What about the addiction? You know, that's a disease. Why aren't we outlawing <laughs> drugs? Why aren't, why aren't, you know, you, there's, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there that you could. But according to your commander in chief, you're not patriotic if you don't do what he says. I mean, this is an assault on the fabric of being well, an American. Re- he's retarded. No, I know that. But I'm saying replace that with anybody saying the same thing. What you have in the current tide of what I'll loosely call Americana is an assault on the idea that you can be a rugged individual and still love God, family, and community. Well, you can't be a rugged, rugged individual in these beehives that we live in. That's true. That, you know, because uh, we all have to live in a form of collectivism, right? distributism, where we all agree to pay a little bit of money so that other people can have stuff for free, which is paramount, right? Right. If we're spending 35000 a year on 8,000 homeless, there's less money for cops. 350000 or thirty, Yeah, 350 million. I don't know what it was. It was 35000 per, per per annum per person. Per person. That was the... So let's call it $30 million a year just right. to round up. Right. Yeah, less that, money for fire, less money for uh, police, less money for necessary programs. And we, we're going to readdress that too because... I got an example of some policy that we can further. Um, there's a little priest in L.A. that's doing something just like we talked about doing in L.A. County. He's got the diversion program working. Yep. Diversion program works. And uh, we'll talk about that again. We'll get more information. Yeah. But yeah. But what I'm saying, and I think what we're saying, is that we're at a crossroads in history. Oh, right? without a doubt. Where you take something that is picayune, as a three in ten chance, or a three in a point zero three percent chance of killing you, and now with the variant point zero zero eight percent chance of killing you, and you turn a country on its head, call people unpatriotic, lock cities down, put people in mass, put kids in mass, and force the idea that the government is your nanny, and if you don't like it, you can't participate. Right. And I object. Your Honor, I object. Yeah, absolutely. I totally object. So that's where we are. And now, I mean, you're on the wrong, not on the wrong, you're on the, I'll say the business end of things that will come. Right? Yeah, you know, and, it's, it, it's, it, and it's, it's quite interesting. You know, again, I don't MF my department. I don't MF, um, I try, I, you know, I try not to get into that. I try not to make it personal because I understand 
there are large decisions that get made for a large amount of people. I get that. And you know what? I mean, if Jerry decides, if, if Chief Jerry decides to do something different, Chief Jerry gets replaced with somebody that, you know. Will go with what, the flow. Yeah. Will, or, or, or agree with that. But just to use an old term from the, the days of sheriffs and whatnot, what about, don't they listen to the hue and the cry of the people? You know, when you, you talk about that expression, the hue and the cry, where yeah. the sheriff had a mandate to listen to the people to kind of enforce the guidelines of wherever he was. I'm just thinking, I don't know anyone on the surface of the earth personally that agrees with the bullshit. Well, what I will tell the people that are listening and the people that believe the way we believe is you better vote. You better talk. You better talk about this. You better get to know your neighbor and talk to them about what's going on. You know what? Go down and talk to your to your representatives, go out and write letters, write emails. I mean, my God, the com- you can communicate in a second. You could do a email and copy and paste and send it every single day to these people and inundate them if you wanted to. No, you're right. And, but I'll bring up this salient point. When the recall for the presidential election first happened and they sought volunteers for recall and the audit purposes – they had a, a whole day at Lifeboat Coffee and in the plaza where 10 volunteers were on the property talking to, you know, this is nicer weather. Let's call it back in April-ish, May, when the weather was very nice. And uh, 80% of the people re- uh, feared reprisal, so would not put their name down in writing, fearing reprisal from their government. Now, well, that's that's and anecdotal, I, well, and only I, because you know what, it happened. Though, what I will say to those people is grow up 80 percent though that's a i big know number. i know I and know. i agree with you i'm just saying that's my point is isn't that fascinating that all these people that you can run into on a daily basis are afraid well, of our government well and i tell you what what that tells you is your government's too damn powerful or at least very good at propaganda absolutely they are right and they've oh, got yeah. the, they've got every arm of the media you can't turn on a smartphone you can't turn on a laptop or a television whatever, without getting media-sponsored, spewed propaganda. And that's left and right. I mean, it's just the whole nine yards, right? You betcha. And if you're still listening to television, after I spent 20-plus years in broadcasting, if you're still listening to people on television or the radio or reading Internet stuff and you're scared, turn it off. Yeah. For the love of God, turn it off. You know the best place you could go to get good truth and justice and quality, maybe you ought to go to church. I was going to say, or tune into countermeasures, one of the two. Well, I'm only kidding. Yeah, no, of course. I agree. Yeah, I agree. If you want to sit, and one of the things that I do, you know, you ever feel like sometimes when you're reading all this garbage and you're just inundated with it, you ever feel like you're like, God, am I the only person that sees this nonsense? I totally think that. I hate that feeling. So what do I do? I start a podcast. And I gather people. Hey, what a great idea. What a great idea. Um, <laughs> I start a podcast and I surround myself with like-minded people. And not, now, these like-minded people are not people that totally agree with me. And I don't totally agree with them. But we still have good fundamental beliefs that are, you know, that are, are very, very similar. And you're bringing up such a great point. You know what? People have lost the art of argumentation. I don't mean confrontation. I mean having a cogent argument with Right. You and I can argue on a subject, which we often do, but so what? 
You should argue about yeah, this. Yeah, I tell you your coffee stinks, and you're like, no, it doesn't. I tell you why it stinks, and then, you know, you throw it at me. I mean, so, I mean. That's not nice. I know it's not nice, but you're absolutely right. We, uh, you know, I mean, we talk about religion. We talk about politics. We talk about business. We talk about my work, and you're right. But because you have, we have a mutual respect for one another, and, you know, we can agree to disagree or one we might we might move a little bit we might move back a little bit but there's nothing wrong with somebody in fact just yesterday in the, in the shop now if you just tuned in it's countermeasures we're on spotify and anchor fm as you know at 7th street and dunlap the little coffee shop we call lipo coffee lieutenant rath is in the confines for at least four days a week if not often more often but we talk to a number of people from every walk of life and there's great opportunities for conversation and meeting new people. But just yesterday, there was a little roundtable uh, where I heard I disagree with you more than a dozen times. And everyone stood up at the end of the conversation, shook hands and went about their merry way, which is kind of the point I'm making, right? That you don't have to glad hand everyone when you're having a conversation. You just have to be respectful. And I'm, I'm, stage- getting, a- I'm getting angry right now. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm. I'm you read, pulled I'm something reading up? An, I'm, reading an, <laughs> I'm reading that silly article, and de Blasio states, if you want to participate in our society fully, you've got to get vaccinated. It's time. What a wow. Son, what a son of a bitch. This is going to be a requirement. The only way to patronize these establishments is if you are vaccinated, at least one dose. The same for folks in terms of work. They will need at least one dose. I'm wondering when he is going to exercise the mandate that if you want to go to work in the private sector. Oh, God, I'm, I, I can't read this anymore. I know, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm becoming violent in my I see body. veins popping out Son of your of forehead. God almighty, who the hell does this yo-yo think he is? But it's everywhere. The governor of Maryland, I was oh, telling you today. gosh. He said, and I quote, because there's so many conspiracy theorists in our state, we're going to mandate a lockdown until you guys wise up. Now, talk about ty- tyranny. So what was that was Maryland? That the s- governor of Maryland. Pull that up. Yeah. I mean, it's just redunculous. We only have a couple moments left in the program. We want to thank you for joining us on Countermeasures tonight. Again, we're brought to you by OLT Fabrication at 2301 West Broadway. If you have steel needs, fabrication, erection, anything big or small, please call them at 602-276-4841. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to find that. I found it on Twitter, but the uh, the idea that these things could come to our hometowns, <clears throat> and of course that means Arizona, I mean uh, Phoenix, Peoria, Glendale, Mesa, Tempe, Gilbert, Santan. I think those prospects are real, given the current political tide. What are your thoughts, sir? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't He's really read. looking for that quote. I am looking for him, and I, I, I got to his page, and it's got all kinds of garbage on here. I probably should have had that up to begin with. I didn't realize we were going to talk about all it. All right, you carry on for just a second. I'll pull it up for you. I'm carrying on, carrying on. Anyways, no, I think uh, I think that's I think that's out of control. But we do we have do we have that that possibility? Well, I tell you what. Here's what happens: if it works. And it's supported by law or judges or whatever, 
then it can move all the way across. So now do we we have to order food and pay extra for food to have it delivered and dumped on our driveway now? I mean, that's where he's going. I mean, if right. he's going to lock you down because of all the conspiracy, I mean, who the hell does he think he is? I, I don't get it. That's what he said, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, my gosh. Um, State of Maryland response. Governor Hogan announced ends. Of, uh, anyway, we'll pull it up for next time. Yeah. We've run into the edge of the program here, my friend. Good. I'm hungry. <laughs> I got P.F. Chang. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Thanks for tuning in. You can hear the dogs barking. They're so hungry. Uh, they're just stupid. All right. Your final thoughts, sir. My final thoughts are you got to get back to your basics, people. You got to get back to your church. You got to get back to your family. You got to talk to your neighbors. You got to understand what's truly going on. You got to understand what our country truly was founded upon and stop listening to this nonsense. Turn off your damn telephones. Get out of the social media that's just propaganda garbage and go talk to people and understand and get together. I mean, if you want to get a grassroots thing going, go do a grassroots thing. Volunteer. Yeah, come see us Fridays. Yeah, come see us Fridays at 7 a.m. So, anyways, that's what I've got. All right, my friend. Good show. Good show. Thank you. And thanks for tuning in to Countermeasures, everyone. I hope you have a great night, and tell a friend. We'll see you next week.